heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, I have been waiting for the other shoe to drop for some time in the country, frankly, or wondering when people are going to really catch on to what's going on. And as I started to unveil, and we talked a bit yesterday about uh, the judge uh, in the uh, J6 case, uh, Jack Smith, you know what I'm speaking about there. And uh, with the date, uh, March 4th, really giving it to the, the prosecutors and uh I mean, because the dates on those two, there was a great disparity. Uh, and don't forget, let, let's not kid each other. It's it's millions of, what, 12.8, I think, a million files, folders, something that they've got to go through. Let's just say you don't do this in a Sunday afternoon, friends. Now, welcome into the voice of a nation, Malcolm Out Loud here. And uh, so there's some bigger problems I want to talk to you about today that I think a lot of people have lost sight on and they're not really paying attention here. And one of them I want to go right to is this, uh, now follow me here. I want to thread the needle with you. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you've been seeing these reports coming out of New York city about the immigration of the migrants, uh, frankly, and, uh, some interesting quotes from residents up there that I, I want to share with you. Just, just give, let me just quickly give you the flavor of this thing. Uh, now, the, the F word was used a lot, so I'll use the word flippin' instead of what they used uh, to, to keep this a family discussion. Okay, fair enough. And uh, but, but people are just a little outraged and um, described as the unceremonious dumping of unvetted migrants in their midst. Uh, was uh, One uh, person was saying, let's see here... Uh, uh, so this was about, uh, you had about four or 500 folks protesting, uh, because of this, uh, uh, shuttered Catholic school, they turned to migrant shelter on, uh, Staten Island. Uh, and, uh, they, uh, they had, um, let me see, there was a sign, I guess something put there and unveiling an enormous blue tarp with white paint that said no flipping way. Uh, it's a cluster flip. Uh, a resident who lives a block from the school was saying the city really screwed it up. Uh, before we can even talk about whether I want migrants here or not, the way it was handled was terrible. It was done in a cloud of secrecy. Well, there's a, there's a reason because it's the same party as who's calling the shots here. And you got to sort of, you know, they're doing their best to keep a lot of this secret. But, yeah, I mean, come on. The other shoe has to drop at some point. People ain't going to tolerate this crap. I mean, who who are we kidding? Who would want this in their backyard? It's got nothing to do with human decency. It's got to do with human stupidity. It's what it is. But this, again, is the, the Marxist uh, left plan. Um, clearly, I mean, everybody can see it. You know, <laughs> thinking back to the uh, escalator coming down with Trump. Again, thread on the needle here, keeping it real. But, you know, when he's seen the problem, think about that. He's seen the problem before it was even a problem. And talked about building the wall and ran on that. And Americans supported that agenda. And now we we flipped that script up on its ass sideways. And uh, we're in a totally different universe of thinking now when it comes to uh, the border and all, you know. 
I mean, those those problems were nothing back then compared to what we're dealing with now is what I'm saying. We, we've gone right into the to the fire here on, on this problem here. Huh, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah. Another one says, this isn't our problem. He said, I think people are fed up. Huh. We want answers from people that we voted for. You get what you vote for, fella. Sit down on the bus and have a strong one, will you? Uh, New York City. I mean, you want leftist Marxists? You've got it. There you go. Um, how does that feel? Feel real good? Um, another one, uh, I found out about this location when it was already out in the newspaper. He said, well, of course. They're going to run an advertisement for this? Like a Sunday sale? I mean, come on, of course. They're going to tell you this crap, what they're doing. They're First of all, it's embarrassing. It's humiliating. It's unworkable. It's economic demise. Uh, it's it, it just adds to your crime problem, your homelessness problem, your drug problem, and every other problem you got out there. What do you expect? And then they say, yeah, but but Abbott shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you know what these people are dealing with down in the border states? People have rocks in your head. You, you know, you, you think this was okay down there to the massive, uh, you know, level that it was. And you get just a smiggling of it, just a, you know, just a small little smidgen of this thing. And people are outraged. You know, move down there and see what's going on, people, and see what's happening. I mean, I would think those areas are going to become desert-like. Uh, I wouldn't live there, would you? Any of those here? I mean, that are you've got millions of people pouring through and drug. I mean, oh, man, crime. You know, I, I mean... This does not boast well for what the future is for Texas, frankly, or Arizona, New Mexico, any of these states. Southern California is already a third world cesspool. We know that. But the rest of this is going to fall right in line. Not only that, but the people are leaving California. It's so bad there. It's so bad. It's a, it's a negative now. They're leaving in droves. And now they're going to pollute and populate and pollute Texas. You don't think they're going to leave their politics behind. So what's happening is the blue states now, it's so bad and so screwed up, they're going to infiltrate the red states and the red states are going to become sort of purple and then probably blue because these people are everywhere. I mean, they're actually everywhere. And, and let's face it, the, the Marxist left, have a, they're better at talking bullshit to the American people than the right is. They do it marvelously well. They lie, they cheat, they steal. They're disgusting. And, th and they do it like they think nothing of it here because there's another gender at hand, obviously. Um, this other one I want to read you here. Uh, uh, I, I Oh, I love this. I love this one. I think they should come the same way my ancestors came through, like Ellis Island. Huh. Uh, make them come into the U.S. the right way. Well, that is a novel approach, sir. Uh, er and then another one. Everybody has to get vaccinated. And why don't they? She She said. We don't even know the first thing about them. You're you're letting everybody into the country. Hmm. And then there was another one, another uh, big ruckus uh, about a about a week, week and a half ago. Uh, hundreds of demonstrators again. This was a former Staten Island nursing home. This particular time, so there's a lot of these things happening. Uh, close the border. There were the chance there with that crowd, and don't call them immigrants. Call them illegals. Uh, this uh, resident Ray says. I don't even mind people coming here, but they're coming here illegally. And then we have to support them, you know? Uh, and, and and lastly, this last one I'll share with you. I have four grandchildren. 
Uh, this person said, I don't want this by my house. Why would I want that worry? They want to put 800 men here, but we have no idea who they are, period. Are they rapists? Are they murderers? Are they vaccinated? Do they speak English? Well, would you like me to answer all those questions now, my fellow Americans? And now you see the problem here on uh, what I start with and address this problem up front. Now, when I talk about thread on the needle and I approach this with what's happening, this is just one little, you know, uh, profile, what I'm sharing with you about what's happening in New York. It's happening all over the country. I mean, Chicago's got their own problems. It's throughout, it's, it's throughout the country. And it's just a matter of levels of degrees and the bulletin I have for you, while you keep your head stuck in the sand, people, is it's coming to a city and town right near you, if not your own one. I've been telling you that for years. And here it is. This stuff, is, it's not going to be kept where it's at. Just like that infiltration of red to blue, as I shared with you up front. I mean, everybody thinks it doesn't matter. I mean, this isn't the United States. This is what, what's united about all this crap. You know, we talked even before all this mess. It was a red America and a blue America. Those who stood for a constitution and a, and, and a, and a Christian nation and, and those who were Marxists and communists and, you know, wanted to pollute the airwaves and, uh, you know, and, you know, America's cities and the demise and the collapse of all that. Well, we've seen this coming. This is all. And now they're talking what? I mean, things are getting weirder in the neighborhood. Now they're talking seriously. This, I'm not making this up. They're now talking about mandated vaccines again, the government. And Matt, I can't even believe we're talking about this. I mean, I want to knock my head on the wall. And I mean, like, what? And mask and stuff and mandates and all of that. I mean, they're really talking about this. They're, and there are those who are not just talking about it. They're doing it. They've, they've started to do all of that again. I mean, where does one draw the line on all that, people? I mean... That that's add that to the the problems here. And then to bridge the gap now from yesterday to today and to really get this juiced up and get under our skin. Uh, so the judge Chuck in there, uh, you, you know, um, a, a judge, uh, this U.S. district judge, uh, Tanya Chuckin. And um, so she she's an Obama appointee. OK, she's appointed by Barack Obama. That tells you the flight. I mean just tell you, Barack Obama appointed nobody that wasn't a Marxist leftist like him. That was throughout government, throughout the bureaucracy, throughout all of it. You don't think he was putting a conservative or a, somebody who loved the Constitution in there, did you? So who is this woman? She's a freaking Marxist. She's a communist. It's all he put in office. Who the hell are we kidding here? So and she's running this trial. So what are the chances of that? I'll tell you what the chances are. As I shared with you yesterday, it's going to be a tough road, people. It's going to be a tough road. Yeah. The chances of Donald Trump getting through all of this are slim to none. None with a capital none. It doesn't matter how juiced the country gets or what's happening right now. I don't even know what that would take. They've got this thing so stacked against the former president. They know what they're dealing with. These guys are smart on the left, these communist bastards. They're smart. They know what they're doing. The right, they get their head up their ass. Come on. It's been that way right through. Why, why don't, let's call a duck a duck. Let's put it out there, man. We're dealing with a bunch of morons, you know, as the country's on fire. And uh, so this, this lady, so you, you had one day they wanted uh, the, the, the prosecutor 
Jack Smith, I have a lot of other names for him, but I got to keep, I got to be civil here, try to be civil, because I'm outraged, I'll tell you, just outraged. So she, uh, or he rather, although he could be transgender, if he's part of that group, who knows. Um, so Jack, they wanted January uh, 24 to go through these millions of documents to get a whole case together and everything else, and with everything else coming at him, this whole thing is just designed to dismember the former president. It's just to it, it's just to crucify him. It's all it is, man. It's to get him up. They do not want him anywhere near 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And they're going to make every bit sure that doesn't happen. There's no doubt about it. The chances of this man becoming the next president, I'm telling you now, it's not going to happen, people. I know there are I got people coming on here shortly who may argue that point with me, I hope. But it's not going to happen. They've got every... And if that doesn't work, I'm telling you now, uh, uh, well, I can't say too much more what I say on the next one, but it'll be bodily harm after that. Wow. Did you really say that? Hmm. I mean, maybe you're thinking it and you would never say that. I'm not going to say any more than that, but there'll be other things that'll happen. There's no way he's getting back into the White House. For anybody who's living in a pipe dream who thinks he's going to, you're, you're mistaken. I mean, I see where all the tea leaves are on this. So then you have to look at next one. Who's the next one that could do it? And we've been, and I talked to you a lot about that yesterday. Who could be that other person? Maybe, you know, I'm talking a little bit about that as well. But so Chuck, and, final point, and then we'll get this thing wound up. So she said January, uh, he, Jack Smith, rather, January 24. Okay. Uh, Trump, now, Trump's attorneys, they went far out. I mean, they, they were they, they weren't going to get what they wanted. I knew that before anything was said. John Loro, the the t- the the main guy who's who's running the show on this thing, uh, he got really obnoxious in the courtroom a little bit. He was outraged. I loved it. I loved it. And she told him several times to lower the temperature, take the temperature down. I quote are her words. That was the judge. Take the temperature down. Well, that's what the Marxist judge was saying to him. And you know, when a judge says that to you more than once or twice, you know, because he was raising his voice, take that. That's a warning. (laughs) That's a warning that I have the power. You don't shut the hell up and sit down. And I'll tell you what's going to happen next. That's what that is, people, you know. So they wanted uh, they wanted 26 after the whole thing uh, happened. Uh, I think they wanted to do it actually when Trump passed away and was dead and buried, actually, if they could help it. But that wasn't on an option on the menu. So they went with 2026, I think. Yeah, that was it. Case is not- so she says, well, this case isn't going to trial in 2026. Well, we didn't expect that, but... Maybe, Your Honor, you might do something in the middle somewhere, like, you know, like maybe, okay, why? You know, maybe, I don't know, late 24? Split the difference. Go half and half. Why would a Marxist judge do that? So she gave it to the prosecution. And just to placate and act like she's trying to be fair, she says, well, we'll do it in March instead of January. That's all right. Steve, let's let's start here. And I want to bounce off of you something serious here, please. All right, I'm going to tell you back. I know you support the former president. Um, I, I have as well to uh, the to the degree that I think he's done a very good job. Um, and uh, when he was in the office. Now, I, I think what I will share with you, though, I think the former president, Donald Trump, a couple of things. Uh, as I've shared with you before and I've shared with listeners, he surrounded himself with a bunch of idiots 
Uh, that's not indicative of what he talked about in his leadership books. The first classic case of leadership is surround yourself with proper leaders. He didn't do that in his run for office. Now, people say, well, he's learned a lesson now. He'll come back. Okay, maybe that's the case. I don't know. But I'm saying this is, was a problem for him, which is why he ran into a lot of problems, especially when you make threats of draining the swamps and stuff and going after an establishment who does not want to be called out for sure. And so you have that on the one side there. But the other thing that I think he really stepped into a pile of crap is this whole notion of, which I talked about early on when he was in office, his point of um, irritating the left the way he did, all of the silly name calling, the the games of, uh, the, the things that got a little ridiculous uh, where he, you know, and, and again, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I know that they were coming at him 24-7 every day, every hour. I mean, I get all that. Everybody gets that. But I think when you, as Sun Tzu would say, never enrage the enemy. You just don't do that because they come back at you 10 ways to Sunday. I think that's what we're dealing with now, Steve. It's a classic case of that. He has really pissed the Marxist left off. And they are coming at him in every way and shape and form. They did that through through the campaign. They did it through his time in office. But they're damn well going to do it now to make sure he gets nowhere near 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I don't think he has a shot to get in the White House at this point. In full disclosure, I have to tell you, we might as well start looking at another candidate. I don't know who the hell that is, but I don't think it's Donald Trump. And I don't care what polls say or anything else says. Tell me I'm wrong, please. Uh, thank you, Malcolm, because uh, I, that's exactly what I would do. Um, I, I disagree with you. I think that uh, President Trump does have a chance. Uh, what are the odds? I don't think I am at a point where I could uh, accurately predict that, to be honest with you. But I want to say this. Okay. First of all, uh, I don't think that Trump surrounded himself with a bunch of idiots. He surrounded himself with a bunch of traitors, and he was unaware that they were traitors. Now, did he piss them off? Uh, everybody? Um, well, the entire everybody. establishment he did, Steve, everybody. And the okay. name calling of the rest of it, I mean, come on, he belittled okay. everything. Okay, but what if he hadn't pissed them off, but still stood for the principles that he stood for? He'd have had a better was, shot. He'd have had a better shot. You um, didn't, if you didn't enrage the enemy to the degree that you did, I think he would have had a better shot to skate through here, to drain a swamp without making this a three-ring circus, which is what it began. Listen, I'm just being real here. I'm being real. Well, I'm going to be real, too. Um, I think that it probably would have made no difference other than we would not have gotten to the crux of the problem as fast as we did. In other words, if he didn't ridicule them, make fun of them um, and call out their uh, their atrocities against the American people, um, you know, it, he would have been a diplomat. He would have been more of a politician. And that gets us nowhere fast. So I think he just cut through the mustard really fast. And I think that Trump's personality um, came out in a very profound way. It was his culture. In, in New, I'm from Rhode Island originally. And we grew up, you know, if you really loved someone, you insulted them. Okay. It was just a part of the Eastern New England culture. It was the New Yorkers culture. And I think Trump did not try to hide his culture. That's who he was. And so I understand that in a different way. But so did I he really do that think, because he was trying to be affectionate? You mean? 
Um, I, I think he was back to the being, New England culture. I'm saying no. I, I think he was being who he is. In other words, okay. uh, a lot of people, and that includes a lot of my family and all. They they were not afraid to call, kind of like you did. You just said Trump surrounded himself with idiots. Now that could be very offensive to some people, right? Oh, I'm definitely happy to offend the Marxist left. I don't have a problem with this, Steve. Well, okay, then you're just saying exactly what Trump said and did. He pissed them off. Right, but I'm not running for president, sadly. So I can do that as a, as, a, as a radio guy. I can tell him to go to hell and sit down, you know? Well, I yeah, but I think that's called being transparent. He's not trying to put on a facade. And I really appreciate that. I mean, I think, I think, yeah. Uh, that's what the people of America appreciate about Donald Trump, too. You know what you're getting. True. I think uh, Wallace has said that. Uh, same well, but thing. the problem is you can't you have to go beyond the tent that the GOP has. The GOP has not done a good job of, uh, of making the tent. What it, I mean, they talked a great story, no, but they the never GOP followed through on it. Right. They're absolutely worthless. Yeah. There's no difference in exactly. my mind uh, between the GOP and the, the DNC. Nothing whatsoever. They are the unit party. They yeah. are yeah. pro-communist uh, protocol, pro-globalist. They Good are point. anti-nationalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with your point, actually, the one, the big one you made up front about uh, it's a very viable point. And I've actually made the point before, Steve, and I'm glad you brought it out. You know that when you said, well, he just made them show their colors sooner, faster, quicker uh, by cutting through the mustard. I think that's the words he actually uses mustard. Right. And, right. and I've used that before. I totally I don't I 100 percent agree with you on that level. He did expose things to what it would be. But there's a fine line to where that is, because following the traditions of the art of war, uh, there's always that case. There's the silent. In other words, a tackle in your enemy. There's there's something to be said about a, uh, a silent coup uh, rather than uh, enraging them. So they come after because early on, before things got unraveled like they are now, things were a little more uh you know, um, somewhat manageable back then, Steve, is all I'm saying. And if he could have built a gap, because what happened is not so much that that I'm worried about is, but he alienated the women. He alienated the independents and moderates in the middle. And those people really thought he was a jackass. And we lost a lot of voters. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't agree with this. Well, I think it went both ways, Malcolm, because he won over a lot. Of well, he didn't go over. He didn't win enough. He, he, didn't, he didn't get it. We lost a lot of people in there. I mean, you know, I, I get the trickery of what happened in the election, but I keep saying you needed a tsunami. But cutting to the mustard with all that said, we're, we're rehashing a lot of that. I don't see. Listen, I'm going to tell you now. They've thrown so much right now. They tied him up into knots in court systems and proceedings uh, that something is going to stick, number one. He's not going to be able to get through all this and not have some. They're going to put some. He, I mean, I don't see how it happens. It would. Well, I think I told listeners yesterday it would take a um, Steve. It would take a a Red Sea moment, a Noah's Ark moment. It would take a divine intervention uh, for that to happen. There, and then you would really know who who is controlling Trump. If that it, let me I, let me say that right now to you. If he gets into the White House or anything close to that, Steve, right now, that would put everything to rest for anybody who understands what side of the fence he's on. It would expose the fact that God Almighty is using him as a total tool to do what needs to be done. You know that. 
Yeah, well, he would, I mean, if that happened, and I think it is a possibility still, and maybe I'm just being an optimist, but I'd like to think I'm a realist. Um, I look at the support. I mean, you, you talk about, for example, what's your opinion on the mugshot? OK, I mean, that whole thing, the, the left was using that to totally destroy Trump. And, and Trump did at, vintage Trump. He did beautiful. He took it and put it on stuff and sold it. I mean, that's marvelous. That's, he's a brilliant marketer, Steve. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I suppose you, you could say he's a brilliant marketer. But what I like about him is that everything that he seems to do, he is doing for the people of America, for the republic, um, you know, well, I, I did still... touch on that yesterday, by the way. I did touch on that yesterday. I mean, the guy I said, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, wow, Steve. I mean, think about the sacrifices personally as a human being he's made with his children, his grandchildren, his family. I mean, he's oh, now sure. uh, he's now being crucified in the public square. I mean, Getting through all this, so let, let me ask Wally a question. Let, let's bring him into this conversation here. And, and, let, and Steve, let's just ask him this here. Because um, I'm keeping it real. Uh, I, I don't think there's virtually no way he gets through all of this throughout this season and is able to take the White House back without any of this sticking to him criminally. These are criminal charges. Uh, they come with behind bars penalties that are a serious life altering. I don't see studying all of this and this recent judge and what's taking place and the way they're going after him. I don't see how that happens. If it does happen, it is purely got to be an act of God. And then we can rest assured the rest of it and know that he is part of that camp and know that maybe the rest of the country will get a brain at that point and figure it out. I don't know. Well, do you see there's any, do you think he gets back? I don't see how he gets back to the White House. Do you see that he gets back to the White House right now, keeping it just what we see right now? It's possible, but understand they've got two different kinds of court cases against him. I don't mean federal and state. I mean, they've got court cases against him where the intent is to get uh, an actual conviction. And then they have court cases against him where the intent is just political theater. And the vast majority, it all point. started incidentally as political theater and where they don't have a conviction in the, in the on the horizon, what they're going to do is one, they're going to try to get him on obstruction or something, get him to do something where now you've got a process crime that you maybe can get into conviction for. Uh, but the theater ones, they're just going to drag those out. They're going to make him spend time. They're going to make him spend money. They're going to have hearings. They're going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to have motions. They're just going to drag those out. As How long does as he get can. through all that? How does he get through all that? You just said, even the process itself can trip you up and get you in problems and with all the 91 charges, criminal charges, again, how does he get through all that? Well, he gets through all of that by avoiding being personally in court as much as he can so he can be out of the campaign. No, he's got billions of dollars. He's got the resources to both fight a, a campaign. But they're strategically putting those dates right where the major things are in the primary. Very strategic, Wally. That doesn't necessarily mean he needs to be in court. He's got to be in a lot of those. The judge has got well, to they can, But they can, well, the, the judge will demand that they're in. They're going to do as much as they can. They're going to utilize court to keep him off of uh, the campaign trail. They're definitely going to do that. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have any chance to win an election. It just means it's going to be that much more difficult. Uh, the only one where I think they might have a chance of a conviction right now, and again, they're going to do everything they can to try to get him to obstruct justice or make other process crimes in relation to the court cases. The only time where they've been able to do that successfully is in the classified document case where it appears that he really did 
after there was a subpoena to look at uh, security footage, he really did tell them to wipe the servers, uh, the video off the servers so that it couldn't be turned in. That would be a legitimate process crime. That would be, if the subpoena was already out, that would unquestionably be obstruction of justice. So, so they would you know, get them on that. They would get them on something. Clearly, it's notoriously difficult to get somebody on a kind of on a destruction charge or on any process crime without an underlying crime. But that would be the one charge that I have seen where I look okay. at it and I'm like, yeah, he he did obstruct justice. He is legitimately guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, guys, stay right there a moment here. Um, I I, I think that um, uh, you know, thinking about um, uh, this whole race and the hole that we've dug for ourselves in this country right now uh it's it's massive in size and scope and uh you know and, and it's hard we have these conversations and we think how much do you put on i, I actually said that to you yesterday how much do we put on one man's shoulders uh and it seems like we have we've put an awful lot on like like the nation is almost riding on that one person it's very dangerous where we're at right now uh this this is um we're in a pre-revolutionary moment right now. Probably that's the way I'd look at it. Um, and I, I think that um, it's a buildup to something that is going to transpire. And I've, I've shared that with you before, friends. I've shared with you the fact that we're going to know where we're at with the election when that president in 2024, the president, new president, whoever it is, takes office in 2025. In 2026 is our 250-year a birthday as a nation, our semi-quincentennial in the United States of America. Historical moment for sure. and uh, But it is it is a moment that uh, tells us whether we're going to, um, you know, get gets, uh, whether this American experiment continues, whether we get more time in this thing, or whether we, um, we succumb to the pressures at hand and uh, the, the country begins to unravel. This red America and blue America. You know, I've been thinking in, recent days and weeks here so much that there's so much damage here. It's, uh, it, it's, it's unfathomable that you could, that you think we could get through this and think the country is fine. Uh, and, you know, and, and we come at this, I think both, you know, you, you hear Wally and Steve and they're, they're patriots. They love this country as most of you do out there as well. Probably all of our listeners. I don't think any uh, anti uh, patriots probably listen to this program. Uh, I doubt it, but, uh, you know, always trying to invite other folks in, but I, I'm not sure this is their, uh, their, their menu du jour, you know? Uh, so the problems are many there. There's no doubt about it. I'm thinking, how do you fix a lot of this? Uh, you know, it may take this, this, this may be the, this time historically that uh, we are destined for a clash of some sort. Uh, I know nobody wants to talk about this. It's hard. It's hard conversation to have, frankly. But how do you go back to business as usual with the current circumstances? You know, I started talking to you about the immigration thing. So I'm, what I'm thinking right now is I want to talk to the guys about and you all about is this. So what would it? Here's the bigger problem. Let me jump this up just a little bit. I want you to think about this. How we've got to get more people understand that. Like when I talked about the protests that are happening in New York City, surely these are a lot of Democrats and others up there that are outraged with the city government, the state government and the federal government. All of those in New York are run by Marxist left, your city, your state and your federal government. It is something they voted for continuously in the New York market, as they've done in all these other 
cities. You can no longer say great American cities. So I had to correct myself. I was going to say that because I would normally would have said that. Um, but you can't say that anymore. Like I would never visit San Francisco again if it was all free. Free. It's all free. Come on down. You're the next contestant. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't take it. Didn't want it. You're taking your life into your own hands in that market. Why would you go there? Yeah, of course, there's no tourism. The people are leaving in droves. They can't stand it. Now, that's happening everywhere. It's happened in all those cities, Chicago, and Los Angeles, all these cities. They're, they're terrible what's happened here. If that's a microcosm of what our country looks like or what it's going to look like ahead, you can keep it, people. I don't want it. I don't want it. It's not the America I want. And that's what we're headed toward. That's why I started with that to remind us. So here's the question. What will it take? for the entire country to get pissed off at this point. What would it take to really, we're stuck. I'm seeing some inroads on that with this New York city clash. And frankly, I think it's hysterical. I mean, I just sit back and laugh my ass off when that happens, frankly, I, I, you know, and I don't, you know, I'm sorry, but whatever they do to each other, I mean, I, I don't even, whatever. I mean, you people called for this. You wanted it. You got it. No stink. It's, you know, swim in your stink. Deal with it. And until you fix the problem, th- this is going to continue to fester. We're seeing that all over the country, actually. And again, with all these people leaving the blue areas and polluting the red areas, what do you think is going to happen? I'm Texas. I'm really worried about the salvation of Texas. I mean, you can, don't, don't underestimate that. Between all those millions of people that have now uh, got in there, and they're not all being sent up to New York. You've got not, barely nothing going sent up there. They're already having a shit fit up there, and they really have nothing compared to what they got in Texas. You know what I'm saying? You know, so there you go. So what would it take for the country to, back to this pre-revolutionary moment, what would it take for the country to get, so I'm, I'm talking really, the, I mean, the vast majority of the country. I mean, you know, minus the Marxists. I don't know what percentage that is. Is that 20% of the country? Uh, is it 10% of the country? Is it 30% of the country? that are Marxist left. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what percentage of the country that is, but what would it take to piss the rest of them off? To take those people and send them away? You know, what would it take? Now, how many more outrage and outbursts do we leave, need like New York City before we finally wake people up? That's, that's the question there, I guess. And is it enough? Is it, is it just too late at that point? You know, I say that and I say, you know, I know it's, it begins to sound very pessimistic, but... The damage is pretty serious here. And the people in power are not letting go easy. So they're not going to let go with an election. Even if you got Trump in there, this is not going to be smooth sailing. See, nobody wants to talk about this. Well, I think we are in a pre-revolutionary moment. And I, I've referenced these next two or three years. It's not going to be pretty, people. It's not going to be pretty. We're not going to get to the semi-quincentennial unscathed. i got news for you. News bulletin right here. That's as real as I can keep it, people. It's not pleasant. It's not a conversation I like to have. And I'm no smart ass here when it comes to this, when it comes to this country. But I think we're screwed, frankly. And I don't, I don't think putting this all on one man's shoulders who's going through this process of being nailed to the cross, that's, that's, a, that's a tall order. Now, I support uh, all of this. I, I'd vote for Trump 10 more times. I, I don't think I have to... I'm, I'm keeping it real. Don't, you don't have to read between my tea leaves, people. I'm telling you what it is. I, I just want people to fix this country and let's move forward. If someone else can do it, great. But in the meantime, I, I don't think putting this guy in prison is an answer either. He's been an amazing American patriot at the very least. 
And I, let me tell you what, I love a lot more about him. I mean, the scale is way here. I mean, it's, you know, 99% of all the things he's done. I think his personality rubbed the left the wrong way. And I think he enraged them. I think there were other ways to play that thing. And I, and whatever you call them, idiots or uh, traitors, as uh, Steve said, whatever the hell it is, they're, you know, these people, you had to have better leadership around you. So that, you know, people say, well, he, he now learned the lesson. Well, I don't know. Did he? Has he? Uh, do we know that to be true? Are we putting the whole nation on that point? It's a good question, isn't it? Okay, AmericaOutloud.news is the place we need you to get to and help us share the out loud truth across this country. We gotta we gotta work hard, take this thing back. We'll uh, we'll pause here. We'll return on the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at Liberty at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty at AmericaOutloud.com. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. America Out Loud News was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. It's uh, sometimes difficult, uh, my fellow Americans, to, um, to, to, be, to keep that uh, patriotic optimism for a country that was called the United States of America when there is really nothing united us at this very moment of time. Wally, let's come back with you right now on this here. 
Uh, this red America and a blue America I've been talking about for some years now. Talked about it well before Biden ever touched any of this and other people have touched it. Nobody really wants to talk about it. But we are in a pre-revolutionary moment. Even if Trump, in the, in, the, in the course of a miracle, and I do believe in miracles, by the way, but in the course of divine intervention, and, and unless it's God's plan to get him back into 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, he's not getting there otherwise. I think it's a and, and I'm not sure whether that's part of God's plan or not ahead. I can't even say just because we think he is that maybe he's already served his purpose. That first four years, to, as Steve said, just tip the deep state on their ass and to expose it all. And it has been exposed. His point was right. Steve made some great points up front here. I agree with him on both of those counts. But I think as a country, you see, the problems are that severe right now. It's hard to just think this is anything close to business as usual. We're in a pre-revolutionary moment. And whether Trump gets there or not, I think we're headed to some sort of a clash between now and the semi-quincentennial. What do you say to that? We've been in a revolutionary moment for about 20 years now. I mean, Barack Obama really is the one who put us through the revolution. It changed the nature of what America is, what it is to be an American, changed the nature of, of the of the relationship between the governed and the governor. Uh, and, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to, to, to kind of do a second revolution and try to bring it back. And and we, you have to understand our government is currently spending about $10 trillion a year since COVID. It was spending about four to then up to six. Now it's up to about $10 trillion a year. And you, you've got three parties already. You've got the hard left with a, or the communist, socialist, fascist left. And then you have on the right, you've got the true patriots. And that's the majority of the country, I believe. But then you have the majority of people in politics, the majority of people, once they become elected, once they become bureaucrats, once they become a part of that machine apparatus, they're there to serve themselves and get as rich as they can in the process. Nancy Pelosi with her $60,000 ice cream uh, refrigerator, the whole, the whole thing. These people are there to fleece the system. They're so a lot of these people elected. are using the country then, uh, as you say, a lot of them are using the country just to, as you say, get rich or whatever the hell it is, right? Well, let's assume for a minute that what Hunter and Joe Biden are doing is business as usual, and that the reason why nobody on the left cares about it, and a lot of people on the right don't care about it, the ones that are in office at least, let's just assume for a moment the reason nobody in office really seems to care about all of that corruption is because they're doing it too. Sure. Okay. But let's come back and stay on course uh, to this pre-revolutionary moment. Yeah, the, 20 years or so is fine, but I'm talking about now. We have never had a moment like this. It, the last 20 years is not the point. And Obama is right now we're dealing with what we've got right now. Let's stay on course here. I don't want to talk about history and what happened 20 years ago. Right now, right now and what's going to happen with the election and with Trump and right now with 2025, 2024, 25, 26, the semi-quincentennial. See the timeline I'm in right now. Red America, blue America. What percentage is Marxist? What part isn't? This pre-revolutionary -re -pre moment we're in right now. We're not business as usual. We, we've, we've already lost a lot of this. How do we, how do we regain it, Wally? What, what about this? What, how does this end with a pre-revolutionary moment? Do you, do you under, I mean, is that what's happening right now? Do, how do we wake the people up? How do we get more protests like New York? That's what I'm talking about. The New York protest is left wing. We don't want more of those. We want more protests. Yeah, like no, we do. No, stop. We I disagree with protests. you, Your Honor. We do want more left wing protests because they are bitching well, about the system. Hold on. You're, you're, you're just giving me the same usual talking points. No, we do want the leftist protest because they're protesting against the left. And we no, do want not. that. No, they're not. 
Yeah, they, they are. I just read you the they're quotes protesting, up They're protesting against the Uniparty, but they don't I want to go back. I just read you the quotes up Malcolm, one. They're not protesting. Well, you're, you're reading quotes on certain on certain issues. They want a communist country. But if we they don't want a piss these country. people off, how are we going to engage them? Where do we go, well, buddy? What do we do? That's a damn good question. We have to understand we're not just fighting the left. We're fighting our own party as well. The Uniparty is very, very real. They want to keep fleecing the system. We're threatening the gravy trade. There's no going back to the old America without upsetting, without flipping the apple exactly. carton. Exactly. That's, this, this is it's a truly revolutionary moment because right. the, the people that can fix it are the people that are benefiting from it. And that's true in both parties. It's been true in both parties for a very, very long time. I don't think there, well, you and I probably would agree. We're not even sure they're interested in fixing it. I mean, as you've already stated, they're fat and happy and corrupt in the system. Okay. I think there's a, we, the people moment, but this crux of what we just talked, we're at the heat of the moment right now. This is really important. What I'm trying to suggest back is this. How do we enrage, understand where my thinking is, Wally? How do we enrage more Americans? I, when I said to you, the Marxists left, I'm guessing, I don't know. And, and maybe that's overstated, but maybe it's 20%. Is it less or more than 20%? Just answer that point. 20, is it, Depends on age group. It's probably closer to 30% overall. The younger you get, the more left. Right. So you think it could be, hold on, this is important now. So you think it's more than maybe 20, could be as many as 30% of the country is Let's just call it far gone. Is, well, you think like forty. I think it's up to forty percent if you're talking military age. Okay, so you, you you're thinking it could be up to forty percent of the country is far gone. Oh yeah. Whether you call them Marxist left or whatever the hell the right, well, whatever you want to call it, exactly. whatever you want to call it, we've been teaching wokeism bullshit. Okay. In so now all right, so you think up to, all right, so you think about forty percent. Steve, you agree disagree with that number, please, for real, the forty percent, less or more, please. Uh, I think it, I could possibly agree with that. It's very hard to say you, when you know okay. when you talk about the hard left, the hard right, okay. and everybody in between. It's 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 really a guess. Uh, but and also you're talking about the middle uh, group or what Wally called the third party. You're talking about leadership there. You're talking about the politicians themselves. But, but do you think it's forty or less than forty? And what's your heart say? What is it? What's the number? Well, I think that it is in flux right now. I think that whatever it is. It, it's switching. We are seeing a shift. And Malcolm, I, I have to say, I, I would agree that the New Yorkers, yeah, they're on the We left, need them. But, they, but they're reaping what they've sown. 100%. And, 100%. Yeah. And they, they're saying, wow, we really don't like this. I, you, know, you know, Steve, I'll tell you now, is that I hope they suffer. I hope they struggle. I hope they suffer. And I hope they smell their own shit. Oh, they must. They, they must reap what they sow. And I don't think we can do it. I don't think we can win them over with anything that we can throw at them. They Well, these so people, remember, are leaving California and droves are moving to Texas, uh, Steve. The same people that we're talking about in New York are polluting Texas right now. Right. So they are going to further uh, spread the poison that is See, that's going to my make point us today. Suck. I'm trying to make to, to, to listeners right now what we're talking. See, I think we're doomed unless we can admit what we're talking about right now. We can talk about Trump all day long and this election and the, the immigration. All, but there's a bigger point here, Steve, I'm trying to make. This red America and a blue America is a bigger point. And I think as a realist, I'm really starting to look at this country a little differently than what I was before. I understand the things. When I seen the left eating their own up there, and I started with that, with the immigration thing, I actually think that I was wondering when that day would happen. You know what I'm saying? When that day would happen. Because I got to figure these people love their kids. They love their families. I think they're polluted right. in the brain right. to some degree. 
Um, yeah. I don't think it's 40%, by the way, as Wally, you were saying a second ago, and, and Steve said could be around there. I think it's less than that. I'm going to say at most, I think it's about 25% of the country is polluted with this crap. Uh, that are al- It's almost unsavable. We almost need to give them three or four states and cut them off from the union and give them that. They can have that. I don't know what for. Uh, maybe we'll give them Alaska and Hawaii so they're not continental U.S. and they can have those two. And we'll give them Puerto Rico as well and Guam. How's that? All right. I don't well, know. Just for clarification, that was 40% military age, not 40% overall. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. There you go. There you go. All right. So I'm thinking it's more like 20, 25% Wally. So you're, you're thinking more line, I guess there too, then. Uh, so this pre-revolutionary moment, then I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, this guys, how do we wake some of these people up? And I, when I see the left starting to eat their own up there, I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, now this is interesting. This is interesting now, but then I see them moving all out of all these blue markets that let's face it are not anything close. To, nobody wants to talk about this. This is not the United States of America. You know what really should happen, Wally, Steve, friends out there, listen, what really should happen is real leadership in Washington, if they really did this properly, they'd get out on the Capitol steps and do a PowerPoint display. All we need to give us a PowerPoint display um, and let us see what's happening in our country. Show us what's really happening and the demise of America. Nobody wants to talk about this. And the media doesn't cover any of this. That's accurate. But we're in such a rapid decline that it's scary as hell. And these these, uh, deep blue thinkers, these Marxist left, are now polluting the red, uh, the freedom-loving people. And we're in a pre-revolutionary moment, Steve, right? Oh, we certainly are. Absolutely. We, uh, you know, I, I talked about a couple of years ago, uh, what would constitute a Second Amendment scenario. And I think that's what you're hinting at, Malcolm. A pre-revolutionary moment means that we are going to revolt against the government. And we know that the government's corrupt. We know that it has been so utterly infiltrated that we need to overthrow this regime. The question is, how do we do that? And I don't think in terms of party lines anymore. I look at history and I say, you know, the real divide dividing line, and it doesn't matter what the percentages are really, but the real dividing line is, are we a godly nation or or not? Are we in favor of the Bible as a standard, uh, because that's what gave us the Constitution, or or do we want to promote our own way and do what's right in our own eyes, each person? Because that has led to devastation in every country, historically. This pre-revolutionary moment, Steve, yeah, I I don't know. Listen, listen, I, I... I'm not trying to make a declarative statement on the First Amendment or the Second Amendment or what moment or amendment we need to execute at the moment. Uh, I'm definitely certain it is the First Amendment, our right to speak and to put government back in their place. I think you and I and uh, while I talked uh, recently, we did a great uh, program on the um, uh, the state's rights. We talked, in fact, I even said, let's get a movement together for our platform about state's rights, the 10th Amendment, uh, putting the big gorilla, the 900-pound gorilla back in the box, uh, the big government, the overthrow, what's taking place. Now, maybe it's a group of governors, maybe it's a group of states, maybe it's, and combined with uh, Wally, you know, maybe it's the Freedom Caucus in D.C. that get with us, whatever it is, there's got to be a group of catalysts. What I'm talking about, you know, and I br- try to bring it, uh, Steve, to its simplest form. Let's get on the capital step. I always refer to the capital steps to make a moment. 
Let's make it a moment. We don't need to tear the place apart and be uncivil like J6, but let's get on there, get some of the political leaders out that we do know stand for freedom. Let's get the governors in there that stand for freedom. This is the way to starve off maybe and save humanity so we don't have a Second Amendment free-for-all, maybe. Maybe that maybe it's another sort of revolutionary. I don't know, Steve, but I'm saying maybe there's something else that could be done to starve off the uh, the brutality of, uh, you, you know, of, of conflict. You know what I'm saying, Steve? Yeah, you know? so you're, you're telling me you're an optimist, Malcolm. You're not all discouraged here. And, I you know, the, I think it's wishful thinking because – uh, right now, our, our whole government is so infiltrated with communists and with globalists that they will never, never, never surrender their power. It will have to be taken from them one way. And that's or a another. problem. That's a problem. Yeah. And, and In that case, it's a red American, a blue American. We're not going to change it, Steve. That's we're not going to change it. I would agree with that. And I then I got to say, we got to do something. Uh, but, you know, I agree. Well, at this point we're talking about here, please opine on this, uh, this, um, uh, this free revolution I'm talking about when I talk about a combination of political leaders in the states, but the uh, a combination of this. Uh, uh, listen, let me call it. Uh, I just want to keep it simple, Wally. Not all this BS. Just give me a PowerPoint moment on the Capitol steps or something that I can. They're not going to be able to ignore. The media is not going to be able to ignore it. Others are not going to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they've destroyed our country. We need three things to fix it. We need to have safe harbors so we can go someplace and not get arrested. We need to have uh, some kind of a catalyst. Trump could be that. Maybe Ted Cruz is trying to be at the Freedom Caucus. You said that's a good start. Why didn't Ted Cruz run for president this time, you think? Wally, any idea, Steve? Anybody? Any idea? Why? He didn't want to take on Trump. He didn't want to take on Trump. Yeah, I agree. He, he I learned agree. that the first time around. Well, and no chance he'd jump in with Trump uh, with the Shepardin, huh? Well, and the second choice was was DeSantis was a very strong second at the beginning, too. So, I mean, he looked at it and he said, nobody's going to beat Trump and there's nowhere to slot in and be number two either. So, I mean, what's what was the point? Yeah, yeah. I wondered that. I wondered if Ted was going. A lot of the cats, I looked back at the pre prior debate and a, most of them on the stage, none of them are there now. You know, it's kind of funny. And some were some pretty serious uh, players there. You know, and Cruz was one of them, of course, you know. Yeah, I think Ted could still be biding his time. You know, I, I think, don't he think is. he's ruled out. Yep. No, I don't right. think he's ruled anything out. I think he's definitely has ambition. I, I totally believe that in a moment here. Uh, so, Wally, back to the fact that ruling the country, you're, you're on a flow there in the pre-revolutionary moment. Um, you know, in Steve's point, optimist, I'm always an optimist for this for this great country. Um, this spirit of 1776 country. Uh, the American experiment country, not what they are now delivering and dishing up for menu. Uh, you can keep that crap because this is nothing more than Venezuela at this point, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's absolutely right. I think uh, the third piece that I was saying that we need to, to fix this, we have to stop talking about people and start talking about policy. It's you now What the left is very, very good at is destroying things and then saying, oh, it's Trump and oh, it's Cruz and oh, that's it's a those great point, Wally, that's a brilliant point you make right there. Brilliant. That's so great. Steve, I agree with that point, man. Stop talking about the people and talk policy. Isn't that important? Yeah, but the left does not want to talk about policy. Well, screw the left. 
Yeah, well, I agree. I agree with that. And I think that the issues, uh, you know, policy is being talked about. I, Trump uh, did that in that interview with Tucker, I think, in a pretty good way, uh, because that, that's what counts, the issues. What are we facing? What was, must we do to regain our country? Yeah, and, and they've made this a personality contest, uh, to Wally's point, Steve, uh, with Trump. That's what it is. I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of I it. I am, too. I, and, I, I and I hate what they've done to the man totally. There's no way he deserved that. No way close. Uh, there's just no way. There's no way. Nobody can hate him that much that you want to literally crucify the man like they're doing. It's BS, man. Come on. Well, I think he's still recruiting a lot of people to the America first uh, side of things. I mean, look, even the hoods have said, that's it. You know, Trump got a mugshot. He's one of us now. Okay, if they can align with what Trump stands for, yeah, which is yeah. the Constitution, we yeah. could be in pretty good shape. Well, he's done that right along. He's he's been looked at as a blue collar uh, stands up for. You're right for the ma uh, working man for America for all of us. Uh, right. That's the attraction of Trump, actually. And people say, well, he's had a lot of money. That's not, well, come on, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, I mean, that's not the reason. Um, he, but no. he, he's seen this happening over a lot of years. He's seen what was happening, the destruction to our country. He is a very unique individual. He's a very special man at this point of time. Yeah, I would have changed a couple of things along the way. And naturally, people, you always do it. Nothing's perfect. Well, but he doesn't just have a lot of money. He's got FU money. And that means that he can say what he wants. He can do what he wants. Policy-wise, nobody can own him. Wally, uh, I said that yesterday to listeners. Thank you for that. I said it yesterday to what you said right there. He wasn't bought out by special interest and PAC money and the rest of it. Yeah, big corporate money, right? That's right. That's right. You have to have. That's the problem with DeSantis and everybody else running. They don't have enough money to be able to just do it. They have to get financed. And Trump, he's getting financed. This is yeah, that's the problem I have with him right now. Wally. Trump that's can it. flip people off with both hands. He's got fu money. He can. It, it, he's completely unbeholden to anybody except for his love of country. And that's why he's so scary to all of these people. Absolutely. Lot. Yeah, yeah all he's somebody reasons. they can't buy, they can't yeah. bully, and that's how he ran in in the elections back in 2015 and 2016. Wally, that's how he ran. You know, that's how he won. He, that's how he won. And now the threat in 2020 was real, and they that's why they did the COVID exercise thing. And now here we are in 2024, and they're now they're trying to crucify him. They might as well take him out. You know, Wally, Steve. Let me say this to you as a last end in thought. They might as well and, and both give me your last thought on this. They might as well take him out in the public square for real. Get a cross out there, put his hands on the cross, and just take some freaking nails and nail it right in his freaking hands on the cross. What do you think, Steve? What do you think about that? Well, I'd say let's get a big crowd of American people out there and see what they say about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We might as well, right? Is that what they want, blood? Wally, what do you say to that? I say that that would make him a martyr and he'd be more dangerous as a martyr than he is as a man. All right, so I, I got them fired up. That's what I wanted to do today and uh, light a fire under this whole thing. I, you know, just trying to bridge the gap from yesterday when I was really talking more policy and threading the needle into today. Uh, and... Uh, you know, it, it, you know, everything we talked about is real. It is a red America and a blue America. I talked about it 10 years ago, five years ago, and it is surely that way right now. But the problems are more massive in size and scope now. And that Marxist blue is a pollutant, uh, const the constitutional lovers in those states. And it is a conflict, the pre-revolutionary moment we find ourselves in. Um, I don't know. Keeping it as a simple possible way, I am an optimist, as Steve says. Like Wally says, we need that moment, and maybe maybe it is a simple PowerPoint on the campus steps. We need some governors and some elected officials to be with us on this. 
And we need to call the Marxist left out. These policies are not conducive to a, a, a vibrant, successful America. That's where I started today uh, with all of those protests on the left. And that's where I'm going to end. And I hope the left eats their own. Uh, I do. That's something I'll pray for tonight. And I hope you'll do the same, my fellow Americans, and join me back here tomorrow. And thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. Thank you.